0: Alright, welcome back to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Killed and with me as always is Brandon. Brandon, it is another wonderful Monday. How are you on this fantastic day of the week?
1: <laughs> well, like I always say, you know, at least it's not Tuesday. Um, I can handle Mondays. Tuesdays are the ones that always get to me.
0: That is fair
1: but yeah other than that um doing good
0: yeah anything exciting over the weekend
1: oh uh, not too much um I, you know I was able to watch both Michigan and the Lions so um, pretty good weekend can't complain
0: yeah can't complain about those two games this weekend which we will get into here shortly uh, but before we talk about <clears throat> too much in depth about the games we have our Uh, segments go through so the first one up rock, rock. rock rock, rock Rock
1: rock
0: rock moments of the week and so i usually like highlighting a couple different things but it's kind of hard not to pull something from the michigan football game because there was so much rock in that game it was a House of Rock. Aha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to highlight uh, Hassan Haskins. And so he came into Saturday night's game with 39 carries and 217 yards. Uh, that's from the first seven games. I think technically six games because I think he was uh, out one game. I think there was mm-hmm. one game that he didn't get any carries. Anyways, 39 carries for 217 yards. Um, and you know, the most reputable opponents were Wisconsin and Penn State through those games. Then and so then Michigan faces off against top ten Notre Dame, and Haskins goes in and puts up 20 carries, so more than half of the carries that he had already done for the whole season, and he put up 149 yards Saturday night, uh, which is well over half of the amount of yards they had for the entire rest of the season. I mean, he honestly wasn't all that far away from close to matching his yards. So just an, I mean, outstanding performance outside of his, um, runs for against Illinois. I mean, if you kind of ignore the Illinois game, like this came out of nowhere, really. I mean, yeah, he put up good numbers against Illinois and so did Charbonnet, but, I mean, you know, it's Illinois. Everybody um, has been able to run to a degree against Illinois. So mm-hmm. that was a little deceiving. And then he just, like, came out of nowhere. And, I mean, good ball control, good vision, just fantastic to see another running back be able to do that because I think that's just going to be all the more better. Uh, he's, he's got a different running style than Charbonnet. Um, but yeah, he just he just balled out, and he was a big reason for Michigan's success uh, Saturday Rock. night. Yes, exactly, Rock. So we like to visit both ends of the spectrum because I will hand it over to Brandon to discuss our garbage play.
2: Garbage day. Huh?
0: All right. Brandon, what are you bringing to us today?
1: <laughs> well, there's a few that ran through my head. Um, and I had a hard time narrowing it down. Um, I can give like the honorable mentions here. Uh, did you see the interception that Baker Mayfield threw against the Patriots? No, I did not. Uh, there was a guy that blitzed in. He threw it right like into his stomach. I don't know what he was thinking on that. <laughs> uh, the second one I had was the... Um, I guess, like, the fumble on the punt in the uh, Michigan-Notre Dame game. The Notre Dame player that touched the ball. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm not sure what he was thinking. Uh, But the one I had to give it to was um, in the NFL, it was the the 49ers and um, the Panthers.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know if you saw any of that game. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people saw the highlight of of Bosa's interception return. <laughs> uh, my garbage play would be not only the pass, but the job of the left tackle on that. Did you see that play? No, I didn't. Uh, basically, the left tackle, like, as soon as the ball snapped, Bosa just pushes the left tackle right down on his stomach on the ground. And then uh, Kyla Allen, the quarterback for the Panthers, threw it right into Bosa's face. So he had kind of a somewhat easy play, jumped up a little bit, caught the ball, grabbed it, and he ran um ran quite a bit. I think he got down like to the 20 yard line something like that before he was tackled. I might have even been closer to that, but, but yeah. It was, you know, it was a pretty impressive play, but the left t- tackle gets the garbage play for me just because of how owned he got on that play.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, my, uh, I'll give a runner up for mine. And that was, um, oh crap. Uh, Spinellis, right. Isn't it? Um, the, uh, lineman for Michigan who, uh, just ran the guy right out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So that was definitely a runner up right there. But all right, well, we've got plenty to talk about, and we will go ahead and jump into it then and start off the talk with Michigan football here coming up. Well, before we talk about Michigan football and what actually might be some, uh, some people's favorite segment, we will bring you Sounds with Steven. Because we have another voicemail this week from our, one of our regular callers, Steven. And let's hear what he has to say.
2: Stephen Brown here, y'all. Um, that was a game. That was a game. You know what? I'm a, I'm gonna be the one to do it and say it. Where was this Michigan team the last six weeks? Like, where were they? Like, <laughs> I don't want to rip into Gattis or anybody, but man, where was this team? Where were they? They put, they they almost played flawless football yesterday. The refs spotted Notre Dame seven points because Notre Dame was about to lose by forty. But this is an amazing effort from top to bottom. The defense played well. The offense played well. All I thought about was that Ohio State game and the fact that Michigan is likely going to be a top ten team by that time. Like I'm 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 optimistic. I'm hopefully I'm I'm. I'm I'm consciously optimistic. Consciously. Not that I think Michigan's going to lose because, let's be real, Chase Young, you know, Chase Young is a grown man. That dude makes any left or right tackle look like they shouldn't be on the field with him. But Michigan showed me that they, like this is the Michigan I wanted to see, Like not caring about people's feelings, running up the score, not thinking about anything else, but embarrassing you, like making you quit. They literally made None of them quit. They made they made Chip Kelly or Brian Kelly take Ian Book out of the game, and he wasn't even hurt. They just didn't want to get the boys like pretty much assassinated out there because it was it was heading towards that. Ian Book was on his way to being probably out for a couple of weeks. He's going they gonna need a five week after this, like for real. Like I mean, that that was well assassinated is a strong word. He 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 it was gonna be bad if he hadn't been taken out of the game because that that. That other quarterback they have, he's slow. Uh, I don't know what he was thinking. But it's just one of those things, man. Like, this is – um, that was, a, that was a good game. They played a good game. And I, I, I appreciate the effort. Top to bottom, all It was a good game. I mean, we saw the old Coach Harbaugh back, the Stanford Coach Harbaugh, the 49ers Coach Harbaugh. That's what we saw. big Man, Cam McGrone, I knew he was going to be special. Um, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, he continues to play well. It was just a good game. I was proud of them. You know, Michigan will be a top-ten team when they play Ohio State, and all bets are off. in the big house, I don't know. But, I mean, they they play well. So, I can't say enough about these guys. Proud of them, happy for them. This is going to be my one and only voicemail. I don't have anything else to say. They play well, and I I, I know they're going to keep it up. So, we'll see in November, man. Oh, and Sparty's going to catch it, too. Sorry, Sparty.
0: All right, Stephen. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Always appreciate the calls. I I, yeah. I almost got worried there for a second because he said he was optimistic, but then he covered himself and said he was <laughs> cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if I was gonna have to like DM him and be like, "Dude, are you okay?" <laughs> but yeah, I. A lot to agree with there, but the interesting thing that uh he mentioned was Notre Dame needing a bye week after this. Well, they really need some help because they just came off their bye week, so yeah they that's yeah. one it's one of those things where you've seen Michigan do it before where they come off a bye week and they look like crap, sometimes they'll win, but they don't look good, but yeah, mm-hmm. Notre dame just i don't I don't know what they did like. Maybe they actually
1: took that week off. I guess. Yeah, they came <laughs> off completely flat on both sides of the ball.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, uh, Steven mentioned a lot of good stuff. I mean, this game was top to bottom Michigan's best performance of the year. Uh, Notre Dame is a credible team. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with Georgia at Georgia. Um, And I rewatched that game like a week or two ago, getting ready to uh, preview the Notre Dame game. And man, I was I was kind of worried because they just looked Georgia and Notre Dame. Their lines just looked huge. But Michigan had no problem. Um, I mean, you can say what you want to about the weather. Both teams had to play in the same elements. And honestly, I mean, it's not like players were slipping and falling down all over the place. I was I was actually impressed by that. I thought. I thought guys would be slipping all over the place that, you know, maybe the ball would, uh, they would lose the ball a whole lot, especially with Michigan struggles, but they did a good job. They uh, came out. And like I said, uh, Hassan Haskins um, did fantastic. Charbonnet did a great job too. I mean, heck, uh, what was it? Patterson only had to throw the ball 12 times and he uh, had a 50% completion uh, in that. In those weather conditions, I mean, granted, I, man, I can't remember how many times he threw it in the first half. He, I think he threw more in the second half, but still, so, yeah, they just went to town. I know that it was uh, kind of frustrating to see them not pass uh, more in the first half, but honestly, once they got rolling, it's just like, dude, run. If running's going to work, do it. So. Um,
1: yeah, it wasn't really necessary to even throw the ball.
0: Yeah. I know we were chatting and you expressed the, uh, when they had had to go for the field goal the first time, why they didn't try throwing at least one time. And I agree with that. I mean, it's one of those situations where it's just like, okay, they're expecting you to run it every single time when you're that close. You know, I know the weather's bad. Maybe give a shot throwing, you know, instead of kicking a field goal, but in the long run, I mean, it did work out, but yeah, they, um, they had one heck of a game uh of course everybody talked i mean i guess you've seen more of it than i have people still talking about the terrible excuse me officiating but honestly i mean i don't know if i've seen it even out more more so than it was in that game because the officials basically set up Notre Dame to be able to go down and score a touchdown. But on the very next drive while Michigan went all the way down the field on their own, uh, that pass interference that was called, I can't remember who it was, um, who they were defending. It was either people's Jones or Collins, uh, but they called kind of a phantom pass interference call when Michigan, I think was on a third down. And so it kept Michigan's drive alive and then they were able to score a touchdown. (laughs) So honestly, I mean, yeah, stupid on both accounts, but in all honesty, now it'd be a completely different conversation if it was a lot closer of a game and things like that. But um, I mean, what was it It was 17 seven at that point and Michigan, you know, Patterson led Michigan down the field all um, all by their own doing. So that was them, again, being mentally tough. And to go back to what Stephen brought up, where was this team all year? Uh, I saw a couple people say that, which is very fair. Um, and I'm not going to uh-huh. make excuses. There there are a little bit of growing pains with a new offense and everything like that. But you can tell that it was not growing pains. I don't know. I'm not advanced enough to be able to be like, hey, you can tell that they have changed. Uh, their offensive line schemes, their play calling X, Y, Z. I cannot tell you that, but one thing that is noticeably different, that is not the same, uh, from before is not only how well that they're executing their plays, but the, their mentality. I mean, they Mm -hmm. have, they have been tough. They have fought back. They have not given up. Like when that Wisconsin game happened, they were broken very early. Even in that Army game, they kind of got um, broken uh, mentally by that overturned uh, defensive touchdown that got um, called back or whatever didn't get called, however Uh you want to say it. Um, And you could see that they struggled mentally with that. But both in the Penn State and the Notre Dame game, uh, especially the Penn State game, I mean, they were behind the eight ball. And losing, and they fought back to get themselves back into it. And then also, I mean, 17-7, you know, before you know it, could be a three-point game or a one-touchdown game. And yeah. they, you know, they fought back, and they were just like, nope, not going to happen, and they blew them out of the water. So I don't know what it is. Yes, it's ex- kind of sad because thinking if they were able to do the to do what they did these past two weeks for the whole year – they probably would have had more men- momentum going into Penn State, and maybe wouldn't have found themselves down twenty-one to zero, and that could have been a different outcome. I don't, yeah. I don't think they could have. They may have been able to change the Wisconsin game, but that was such a you know lopsided victory for Wisconsin. I don't know, but they they definitely are without a doubt a different team now.
1: So yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, I don't think. <laughs> That Wisconsin game was such a heavy beat down mm-hmm. that i don't I don't think anything was going to overtake that, um, but yeah, you, like you mentioned, just the change in the toughness and I guess like the mental aspect of the game, i I've definitely noticed the difference, even in that Illinois game when they got behind, I mean you know, not when they got behind, but when Illinois started coming back, mm-hmm. um, you know, they didn't just like become completely demoralized. Like they did against Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and the the play I was talking about that people kept complaining about was that pass interference that was called on Kalik Hudson. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it was a bad call. But we still won the game. And we completely dominated Notre Dame. So I was like, why are you focusing on this? It's like, yeah, we know the, the officiating has been bad this year. It's been bad in both leagues, both the... You know, college and the nfl but mm-hmm. uh, it's like you really can't find anything to complain about with this game like just move on focus on something positive
0: yeah yeah there was a little bit too much attention given to that so i mean it was what it was but like i said i mean it relatively evened out because michigan was only going to be able to get a field goal um, but then, like I said, there was a phantom pass interference for them as well, which was able to give them the touchdown. So, but, yeah, if it was closer game, then, yeah, there'd be a lot more talk going on with that. So, But there was enough, w- in my opinion, with it on Saturday. So uh, leave that be for that. but Or even on Sunday, if you want to say. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, a couple other things to highlight. I mean, dang, uh, Mike Sanders still. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he balled out. He was the leading, I didn't realize this, but he wound up being the leading receiver for Michigan then.
1: Yeah, he had a few big plays. Um, I actually remember texting um, Craig and our friend Jason during the game like, hey, this Sanders still kid looks pretty good because he really hasn't done anything all season. Yeah. You know, this is kind of like the first game that Ronnie Bell kind of took, you know, a little bit of a backseat. I mean, he had a couple catches, but um, you know, he wasn't like the main focus like he has been for a while. So yeah. it was nice to see some other guys get some chances too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, of course, weather conditions and everything, but just five receivers with uh, catches, he wound up having three of them for 73 yards. Then Donovan Peoples Jones, two for 28. Then Nico Collins, Ronnie Bell, and Giles Jackson both had one apiece. <laughs> Such a crazy
1: night. <laughs> So, Mm -hmm. man, it's just, it seemed like every time we were running the ball though, we were getting at least eight yards of carry.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The offensive line, I mean, fantastic job. Cesar Ruiz, um, was dominating up front. I mean, so many, um, compliments for him after the game, just fantastic job. And I mean, like, that's a thing. Notre Dame's offensive line is no joke. Um, And I already said, you know, who cares about the weather conditions? Like, Michigan played well, schemed well, made holes. Like, that's a thing that the rushing uh, running game has been missing is good offensive play to be able to create those holes so that you can have your running backs do things like Haskins did. So Mm -hmm. I just feel bad for Haskins because Charbonnet wound up with uh, two touchdowns and Haskins did all that work and didn't have any touchdowns for the night. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's how the, that's how it goes. Um, Charbonnet he had a pretty good game too. He had a couple nice, nice runs. He had that one really long one.
0: Yeah, thirty five yards. He just doesn't.
1: Yeah, he just doesn't have the speed that Haskins does. Mm-hmm. He I just think has more uh, power.
0: Uh, I've, uh, I feel like Haskins kind of has a little bit more power, maybe, and Charbonnet can be a little bit more. Elusive is not the right word, but um, he can find his way through. Uh, he's got better maybe, vision. Yeah, maybe better vision, a little bit more agile. Because Haskins, uh, yeah, he found some holes. He did some moving. But, man, I mean, you saw it a couple times. He's just like straightforward. I'm going to run over you. So, mm-hmm. And uh, he's not exactly the smallest guy out there. so. But, yeah, I mean, and so they did a good job. They did have um, fumbles in this game. Uh, uh, Weather, of course, I'm sure being a part of that, but they didn't lose any, which was huge um, this time around. Uh, Cameron like, balled out on defense. Uh, Just really great all around. I mean, just great team win and everything. So, yeah, I'm... I'm on board with Steven thinking that, you know, there really shouldn't be any reason that Michigan wins out until the end of the season. Now, of course, there's the Indiana trap game, whatever you want to call it. Indiana has been weird. And I mean, what they're tied with Michigan, I think right now. Yeah. Six and two overall and three and two in the East. So Mm Indiana has been doing some weird stuff. Granted, I don't think that they've necessarily played, um, the most difficult of schedules. I mean, they lost to Michigan state and Ohio state, and then everybody else that they've beaten isn't exactly anything too impressive. So yeah, but that that's a discussion for another day. Um, one thing that I do want to touch on, I know it's been, uh, taking up a little bit of time here already, but before we switch gears to lines football, um, I am upfront and saying, before these past two games, things did not look good for Michigan. And I was pessimistic about what was going to go on with Harbaugh because, like, we had the conversations before. This is year five. You know, mm-hmm. okay, you lost. losing. To, there's one thing about losing to Wisconsin, but there's another thing about, like, just getting embarrassed by Wisconsin. Then you play Illinois, and you struggle against them. So it's just kind of like, okay, what, what direction are things going in? And then they have Penn state and Notre Dame. So things are looking on a positive note. Um, I'm happy about it. Like I said, I'm, I would much rather them prove me wrong. And also I like Harbaugh. I would love to see him be able to get over that hump and take them to the next level. However you want to define that. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that more. Um, after Maryland, I think there's a bye week and then, uh, yeah, after Maryland, there's a bye week, and then they finish off with Michigan State, Indiana, and Ohio State. So we'll probably take some time maybe during that bye week to just have a little discussion on the general state of Michigan football overall. But uh, any other thoughts that you want to share before we switch over to the Lions? Or?
1: No, I don't think so. I think we cover pretty much everything.
0: Yeah, a lot of good stuff. So, And we get to talk about more good stuff when we jump over to the Lions. All right. Well, it was like a double feature weekend, and now win-win. Everybody yeah. wins. You get a win. You get a win.
1: <laughs> yeah, just kind of positives all around. Um, yeah, Lions played pretty well uh Sunday. Um you know, Stafford came out, played played good again, had a a few touchdowns. Uh he he had one interception, but I mean it, you know, it's bound to happen. Uh you know, you can't be perfect. Even Tom Brady throws interceptions.
0: Don't throw it into double coverage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that might yeah, help. <laughs> he, yeah, you know, well he does that sometimes with Galladay and the guy still goes up and gets it, so yeah that is you know, it happens um yeah really, other than that, I mean, there was a play where he kind of overthrew Ty Johnson, which would have been an easy touchdown,
0: oh, yeah, I um, remember that one,
1: but you know again it's you know it's gonna happen um throughout games, no big deal, uh, man, the run game was pretty bad though, without carry on Johnson, I'll say that
0: no, run game uh, was bad for both teams, man, yeah,
1: um. Well, Trey Carson, he got the start for the Lions. Uh, you know, they, they mixed in Ty Johnson and McKissick as, as well. Uh, Johnson did a little bit better job rushing. Uh, Carson, I mean, he's like a, somebody they picked up off a, a practice squad. So, yeah, I really didn't expect too much from him. Uh, yeah, and like you said, both teams kind of struggled with the run. You know, the Lions kind of held uh, Barkley in check from the running standpoint but in the receiving is where he kind of hurt us. Um, he had seventy some yards receiving and, and a touchdown. Um, you know, Daniel Jones, the quarterback for the giants, he played really well. He threw four touchdowns and zero interceptions. Mm. Um, you know, a couple more lions that had good days. Uh, Kenny Galladay. It was, I just wrote that it was his day to shine because it seems like, you know, the, with the lions, you never know who's going to have the big game. You know, it's going to either Galladay it's, it's either going to be Marvin, it's going to be Amendola. And it's just, you know, the kind of the the way it works out, is just, you know, one guy has a big game. The other guys kind of take a step back, Um, you know, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, I don't know. Um, You know, Hawkinson, he was kind of invisible again. He had one catch for, I think it was like 21 yards. Yeah. Uh, Amendola also had a good day. He had 95 yards receiving. Um, and on defense, uh, flowers, he finally had more of an impact. He had a couple nice sacks back to back sacks actually. Um, so it was nice to see him, you know, put something on the, the, stat sheet there. Uh, Jared Davis, you know, he looked Pretty good. He missed a couple tackles, but man, that guy is so fast on blitzes.
0: hmm And powerful you too. Know?
1: Oh yeah. And you know sometimes he he plays fast and he plays with like a lot of aggression and a high motor. You know sometimes it kind of backfires on him. You know he can over pursue on some blitzes. Uh, he can <laughs> he can get some some late hits sometimes. And you know I was thinking about. Uh, it was it Jones that, that ran out and slid and then Davis hit him anyway after the slide? Because there was, um, Walker, I think, was in front of Jones and he kind of like fell on him, but that was just because Jones kind of slid into him. But then Davis came out of nowhere and just like plowed into to Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, when you play physical and you're always like high motor, that stuff's kind of bound to happen as well. Um, no, not really. Too much else to talk about. Uh, Matt Prater missed a field goal, which doesn't happen too often.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he usually, you know, he get right back, back on track after that. So he usually does a pretty good job of keeping himself under control. Um, sometimes with kickers, you got to be careful because you know they miss a miss a field goal, and then it's like gets in their head, and it's all downhill from there. But Prater, anytime he misses a field goal, he always seems to recover pretty good from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, it was a good team win. Uh, they played pretty decent on both sides of the ball. Um, it just, you know, some kind of question marks like at running back. Um, I'd like to see Hawkinson get a little more involved. Um, And like, it's definitely at running back. It's like, I'm starting to wonder, you know, will the lions make a trade? to get it running back. Uh Kenyon Drake was just dealt from the Bron- uh, not the Broncos, the Dolphins to um the Cardinals today, so that one's off the you know off the list. Uh, I've heard some rumblings of the Lions maybe going after Melvin Gordon from the Chargers, but you know the asking price might be a little bit too high for Gordon. Yeah. Um, not sure what the Lions are willing to give up or what the Chargers are demanding for him. That'll be something to keep an eye on. Um, and I'm also interested to see if they, you know, they let any other players go, like they let Quadrigs go. Yeah, with the poop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one shocked me. Um, man, he was always a good player. I really, he was one of my favorite players. Uh, he was a, you know, he was a late round pick. And he, you know, kind of, Overachieved, I guess, and ended up becoming a a pretty good player. He was a Pro Bowl alternate last year. Um, Not a very big guy, but he played bigger than his size. Um, Really hard hitter, you know, impact player can um, make things happen. Uh, He was actually a captain on a defense as well. So, you know, it was really kind of surprising when he left. Um, Man, they really didn't get too much back for him either.
0: Yeah, no, that was the thing. It's just like, okay, I could understand it if you're getting something for especially like right away, but it was just, yeah, it, w- it was weird. So um the couple of things that I got, um, the um man, the Lions with their dumb penalties, dude. <laughs> like right when you think it's just like, okay, awesome, good job. Usually defense, it's like, great job, get them off the field. Then they do something mm-hmm. stupid. Um, so, of course, that happened again this game. But then uh, a couple of things I wanted to say. Um, I said it last uh, uh, in the preview episode. I was just like, Lions are going to be like, oh, it's close. Are we going to win or not? Guess you better watch Find Out. So, <laughs> ending with a five-point win. So, great job on them keeping it close. It's just like, dude, put games away. They're uh, they're so close sometimes um, mm-hmm. where they can just like make it done do it done, yeah. do it, but they didn't um but man dude how big is having Amendola?
1: Like, yeah he really he's done a lot more than i thought he was going to do for the lions
0: yeah me too he honestly makes me think of um the role that uh isn't it welker with brady yeah mm-hmm. where where it was just like Mr. Reliable. Okay, you know, we need a first down. Boom. Welker. And um, that's what Amendola has been doing with uh, Stafford. Is just like, okay, we need to get first down. Boom. Here you go. Okay, we're uh, second along or something. We just need to get close so we can have short yard. Boom. Amendola. He was targeted eight times on Sunday. He had eight catches. I mean, yeah, yeah I know that that's uh, also a credit to Stafford and his passing ability, but I mean, just Mr. Reliable, right there. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and he's done a fairly decent job too, returning um, punts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- nothing too flashy, but he's he's good at avoiding contact. I guess. Um, you know, if he sees a big crowd coming, he's not going to try to risk the you know, on the ball or something. He's going to run out of bounds. Or you know, we saw it on Sunday too that you know he got the ball, he made a couple cuts. He only got like a maybe a five yard return, but there was a whole swarm of guys coming. So he just kind of hit the ground. Didn't want to worry about, you know, getting hit and losing the ball or, yeah you know, something like that.
0: And, and last... you know, that's just that's
1: just being a veteran player and, you know, having awareness to, to do something like that.
0: Yeah. And he's not exactly young anymore. So,
1: right.
0: Um, other thing, last thing to mention, and it's not specifically Lions related, but, uh, dude, the Giants got a rookie in Slayton uh that's for sure. Yeah, yeah he's
1: yeah, he's a pretty good receiver.
0: So, yeah, I granted uh, Detroit's defense wasn't um 100%, but still, I mean, he went up there and he made some plays, so. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh anything else for you or No. All right. Well, a few things to close out with. Um I think I'm going to save this until the end from now on by going reviewing our predictions. Uh, both of us actually had Michigan losing relatively close games to Notre Dame. Uh, so we were both um, incorrect with that. But you did take the over, Brandon. You got a point for that one. Um, you rocked out for the Lions game because you had um, the Lions winning 27 and 24. So you had them winning, you also um, had them not covering the spread. Well, you had them with the over, so you like knocked out of the park. I got uh two out of three with that one. Uh my Big Ten prediction of Purdue not covering seven and a half against Illinois was correct. You also got the Saints not uh the Saints covering nine and a half against the Cards. And then last of all were our questions of the week. Uh will Patterson have a higher completion percentage than Ian Book? The answer was yes. He had 50% compared to Ian Book's 32%. So I said yes, and you said no, Brandon. And then we asked if Barkley would rush for over 100 yards. No, he did not. He only got 64, and we both said yes for that. So you actually gained a little bit of ground. You got five points this week. I got four. So you're sitting at 22. I'm sitting at 29.
1: Yeah, I'm still a ways out. <laughs> a
0: lot could change in just one week, so yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. We still have not decided what we're gonna do with that, but well, uh, we talked about potentially doing where the loser has to do a terrible AVI at the end of the season, <laughs> um, something Ohio State and or Green Bay or something, something. So. Cats 430. <laughs> meow.
1: Just take meow. All
0: right. Uh I think that's I think that's it. We we good. Was there anything else that we needed to mention before we sign off?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it for the review.
0: Okay. Well, um, as we always mention, frequently mention, we do have the voicemail that's um you guys can call into and then leave a message like Steven does, and we just ask that you call before Monday nights at 9 p.m. If you're leaving a message for the game that was just previously played or the preview coming up, the number you call is five five one two five eight three two seven six. Easy way to remember that is five five one blue bro. I'm Caleb that guy over there is brandon and we are out finishing with go blue
1: go blue